0: Ladies and gentlemen, the staff of Equine the very welcome you to the 28th Annual Equine Care Exposition in Columbus, Ohio. At this time, we we'll ask to turn off all cell phones and other electronic devices for the duration of the Dr. Dan Moore is a practicing holistic veterinarian based in Unifoy, Tennessee, who is known as the Natural Forest Vet. He received a degree in animal science from North Carolina State University. Prior to earning his doctorate of veterinary medicine in 1980 at Auburn School of Veterinary Medicine, Dr. Moore is the founder of The Natural Horse, an online source of information, products, and services about natural alternatives to traditional drugs and chemicals for people, cats, and horses. He has combined more than 20 years of study in the field of herbal nutrition with completion of both professional and advanced courses in veterinary homeopathy and extensive studies in veterinary orthopedic manipulation. Dr. Moore has been featured on RFHTB's at the series, as well as on the Outdoors channel, and has written extensively for numerous publications, including holistic course magazine the National Horse, oh, I'm sorry, and the National Horse Magazine and the Magazine. In addition to his professional career, Dr. Moore has long been active in the Rocky Mountain horse world, reduced won numerous national championships and served in various board positions the liberty. Today, Dr. Dan Moore will be presented as the vet. Have a horse question? Get answers in his Q&A on horse health. Please
1: join me in welcoming Dr. Dan Moore. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. How's everybody doing today? Wide awake? (laughs) I'm about wore out, to be honest with you. It's been a long weekend. I think I even got blisters on my feet from walking back and forth. But um, golly, I hope we can get everybody's questions answered today, and maybe add a little bit more to it. So let's just start. That's the the topic is questions and answers. Who has the first question? All right. Yes, ma'am. I'm worried about hemlock. Worried about hemlock? Yeah. And your pastures, trees, what? Pastures. Yeah. Rain. It's definitely toxic. Yeah. Um, somehow you just got to keep it. A, she's worried about hemlock. Yeah, it's it's not much you can do about it except get rid of it that I know of.
0: I've been spraying and spraying and spraying.
1: Uh, they, I can fix it if it bites or kicks, but not if it grows leaves. <laughs> I'm sorry. They wouldn't necessarily want to eat it, but you know a horse is going to eat any leaf if he can, if that's all he has. That's for sure. So, I mean, I would be careful. Other
0: grass you're
1: not likely to. not as likely to, but it's kind of like having a. You know, a big old maple tree in the middle of your field and the limb breaks off and and the, the leaves wilt and they happen to eat that and they could very well die. I mean there's certain trees that that would be one of them that I wouldn't want in my pasture, that's for sure. Or even access to it. Um, um uh, yeah, I think you just need to get rid of it. Somehow, some way. But I would call an arborist, you know, call it call a tree expert. Yeah. Could they help you? Extension agents are usually good at a lot of stuff. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Okay. But there are tree specialists too that, you know, he could, if he didn't satisfy your needs, then he can refer you to somebody else at the university that they're tied to that probably could. He's a local guy, so he may not have the expertise as a tree guy down in, yeah. Or weed, whatever, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who else? Fire away here.
0: All right, I was talking to you earlier with my horse sure.
1: last year. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, had a problem with her laying down and rubbing her skin up with it trying to come back after, right. as I said, it looked like road rash right. on her when She wiped out the tree and it was
1: bad because I saw the video. Well, let me explain. So she's had a horse that uh, basically road rash on the face and other and issues with skin all the way all the way down her back and everything just from the tree. Bad. Yeah, bad situation. But she's had really good luck with with honey. Yep, pasteurized honey. Yep, and uh, we actually have a product by the way that has uh, marigold flowers and beeswax combined. That's a little ointment that you use. It's anything topical. I like to say anything that's fresh and clean. That's best for if it's icky and ugly. Um, there's we have a multi herb that can help with stuff like that. It's got grape seed and some other things in it. But yeah, that's a real good start. The honey's always good. unpatched patch
0: Right now, I noticed with her laying down though, she's getting the patches of just. It almost looks not skull, but missing like skin. Uh-huh. Um, or the hair and like little spots like this all over her backside where it was all
1: skipped up. Okay, so the hair will probably come back at some point unless they're just destroyed the follicles. Um, She's still seeing patches, that doesn't have any hair or anything on it, so she's concerned about that. But yeah, I mean if the follicles are actually destroyed it probably won't, but you know,
0: like the pasteurized honey again because they did get a little Yeah, you blood. could
1: use the honey again, absolutely, yeah. It's never going to hurt, something like that. What you don't want to use is all the antibiotics and all the other junk if you can avoid that on any skin um, or anything, for that matter, in my opinion. I mean, I'm all about natural. If there's a natural approach, I definitely want to want to do it um, instead of your commercial feeds. I know most of y'all have heard me talk about feeds in here, but um, for sure... You, when you leave, I've uh, got some packets laying out front that has what to feed your horse. What I recommend, and I don't mind answering that again for anybody that, if, if some of you don't mind hearing it again. But um, uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm all about natural. Just to give you a little history on myself, I actually had two veterinary hospitals, uh, 18 staff, four veterinarians um, at one and two at the other, and um, uh, basically lost faith in drugs and chemicals to the point that, uh, it was a long story, but my dad died after a three-year what I call death process at Emory, Duke and all the other major universities. And I came home and I literally walked into one hospital and I said, Beth, you want to, the lead veterinarian who worked there, Beth, you want to buy this hospital? And she said, yeah. I said, sold. Walked out the door. Went down to the other hospital 10 miles away. Karen, you want to buy this hospital? I said, yeah. I said, sold, walked out the door. I have not been in either, in either practice since. I haven't even been in any other veterinary hospital except my daughter's. She's a veterinarian, too. But, um, but I don't practice traditional medicine anymore. There's nothing I know that I can't do, but I'm all about a more natural approach to everything, even for ourselves. I haven't so much as had an aspirin in 40 years. Uh, no drugs, no chemicals, nor is my family to speak of. Um, so that's where we are with our horses. We're all about uh, um, doing everything we can and without the, the chemicals and the byproducts. And it seems like with the drugs and chemicals, just one thing led to the next, and then you got another medicine you got to give, and you know, you're not curing anything. Okay. Patching it up. There you go. Exactly. Yep. It's patching it up.
0: Yep. So, for gut like, health and all sorts,
1: uh-huh. you, are you more
0: like do you like aloe?
1: Excellent question. Uh, for gut health, uh, specifically ulcers, she asked if I'm into aloe. Um, aloe is something that's fine. It's not what I, I would rather treat the, get rid of the cause than treat the symptom. Okay? And to me, the cause of, of ulcers more than any, of course, there's lots of causes, but to me, as much ulcers as I see, the common denominator is rocks and blocks instead of free choice, loose salt and minerals. And it's not so much that it's the rocks and blocks that's causing it, it's what they can't, block is what they can't lick fast enough to neutralize, fertilize. And fertilize, if they get too much through the grass or through whatever in a short period of time, then it changes acidity in the gut just like that. So whatever the weak link is, uh, obviously ulcers would be the first, link probably because of the acidity levels, but it could also be colic, laminitis, abortion, whatever. So uh, as far as treatment, um, free choice, loose salt and minerals is what I'd recommend. Throw away any salt blocks or rocks. Those of you that heard me earlier this morning, especially, especially Himalayan rocks or blocks. They are so hard, they are wearing their teeth off trying to get what they need from them, and I see them hanging in stalls when the horse is trying to lick at them, and they just can't lick, I got to be able to get a big gulp of free choice, loose salt and mineral, and they're so hard, they're literally wearing their teeth off with those, those rocks. Yes?
0: So to clarify, it's not necessarily that the salt blocks are bad, but they just don't. So people our horses are worse than they're bored, they're in with the other horses, they're salt blocks. Right. Right. So it's not necessarily bad that the soul blocks out, but it's the fact that they can't really get what they need. To That's right. yeah added the free range to the yeah. outside and to their stalls,
1: yeah. you're going okay
0: to
1: be. Yeah, you might, if, he has a, if she says she's bored, so her horse is in with others. And, it's not so much that the block is the cause, it's what it's because of what they can't do with the block. They can't lick it fast enough to neutralize things like fertilize, specifically fertilize. Now if, if, there are, if her horse is in a stall, has a stall too, then I would definitely at the least hang an extra bucket in the stall and make sure there's about this much of free choice loose salt and mineral. Now ours, I uh, hope you'll consider ours, um, it's called Red Cow. You can come and... Um, come by. the in fact, they're, uh, out on that table there's some flyers or booths over in the other building or I'll have some cards up here. It's called Red Cow. It's from three ancient seabeds. Literally every mineral known to man is in there um, and that way at least at night or when he's in the stall he has free access to it. You put it outside, I assure you they are all going to eat it. So you're going to be feeding everybody. But um, that, that is the healthiest thing you can do for your horse. Absolutely no question about it. Get rid of those Free, free choice. I yeah. Like kind of, That's up, okay. Like I like your shirt by the way. Thanks. Yeah.
0: We have, all our horses are out on pasture, mm-hmm. so like obviously if it rains and whatnot. It's
1: free choice salt. Okay. So the question, he's concerned about rain and the free choice salt. Okay. Easy, easy solution. With our product, you hang a bucket on a fence post. Okay. okay just with a hay string. High enough where they're not going to put their foot in it if they're kicking around. But once it's rained on, it's actually better because it makes it stick to the bottom like clay. So you put it where your water so you can look at it every day or two. You literally just tip the water off the top, throw in a handful of fresh, and um, you never waste a drop. It works fantastic. That is the healthiest thing you can do for your horse, in my opinion. It's called red cow. In fact, you can, go, you can actually see the chemistry, how it, um, you know, if you're into chemistry at all, and I'm not really, but but the chemistry with, with um, how it works is um, red cow I mean it's all the minerals but they have to have sodium they have to have calcium they have to have magnesium in and, and that order um, and by the time you get to a magnesium deficiency in cattle the, the whole herd's dead. And I've seen that three times a whole herd of cattle dead because all they had was rocks or blocks now in horses they usually don't get that far they may get that most of the problems in horses are not even so much from the calcium deficiency, but just not being able to neutralize that, um, the fertilize fast enough, which, again, changes the acid levels in the gut. Come on in, folks. <laughs> Join us. Come ask your questions. Yes, um, one more. Yep,
0: yep. Another one, like, then as far as what you're talking about, the fertilizer and whatnot, mm-hmm. obviously we really can't prevent that. Right. Is there a way to... That, as as yeah,
1: but that's it. Doesn't matter. You still need to do it. you will just be wasting the money because if you're buying hay, I assure you it's fertilized. Okay. And if you're using pellets or cubes, they're fertilized because that they want the most growth for the sort of smallest amount of land. Right. So you just need to take your precautions up front and do all you can. That, that's what I. That, that's my number one recommendation. Is free choice, loose salt and minerals, preferably ours. Ours comes from ancient seabeds. Um, which is great because all the dead fish, the dead plants that, were, that God put in there a gazillion years ago are still attached to those minerals so they're more bioavailable. Um, the man tries, if you look at some, some minerals that might have, um, you've maybe heard the term chelation, that's what that's called. They'll attach amino acid to a mineral so that it's um, more bioavailable. But Mother Nature, are, God already did that for us. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Good to see you again.
0: The human process.
1: It's the human salt. What's it called? It's not important. But- um, oh, what's in it? You mean? No, no.
0: What's what's the name of it? The
1: Himalayan that we. Oh,
0: no, the, the good salt that humans need. What's
1: it called? Real salt. Oh yeah. Oh thank you. Yeah, real salt. Yeah. That's
0: what it's named. That's the,
1: the name. Yeah. You can buy it in the grocery store, and bags are in little containers. Either one. Uh, that's by far the best salt. I won't ever. Uh, even, the one- even over Himalayan. <laughs> She's heard me before. She's heard me before. Yeah. They don't even let me put they don't even eat their own salt over there. They've just duped us into buying it. Bottom line. And they've done a great job marketing it. But it is so hard. I mean, I can't tell you I've seen several horses with their teeth literally worn down in the front from it. But this um yeah, the real salts from and that's what that is what we use in our Red cow. Of course, it has other ingredients as well. It has uh, calcium, it has um, um, all your micronutrients, and has all your probiotics, Altex probiotics, Diamond Bee yeast, uh, has grapeseed. I think I mentioned earlier, some of y'all heard, if I had just a couple of ingredients and I was stranded on a desert island, one of them would be grapeseed seed is phenomenal. The other one that we use a lot of is from the Western Larch tree, and I've never seen anybody else really use it uh, except on a more individual basis, but there's research out the wazoo, and that is Larch arabinogalactan, a big fancy name, but it's a prebiotic from the Western Larch tree that is an incredible immune modulator. It is so good for the gut. It is unreal. It is so good for the immune system, and we use that a lot, especially like in our AllerCheck product uh, for allergies and so on. So, um, yeah, it's uh, real salt, and it's, it's not even just white, it's kind of, it's got a little pinkish color to some of it, and white, and all these little specks, which is all those other, other wonderful ingredients in there. Do um, you think I should mention about the other company, or am I going to get in trouble? Okay, so if you look at your salt that you probably buy in the store right now, in that blue... Well, some of them is blue, I guess. It's in It's in it. It's in It's in all of them. It's in all of them. If you look at the last ingredient in there, the very last ingredient, you'll never guess in a million years what it is. It's prussic acid. Does anyone know what prussic? Prussic. Some of you do because you've heard me. Prussic. It's cyanide. It's cyanide. And, of course, that's what you're going to get if you're buying white salt and regular, you know, kill, it's kill dried, it's dead. As far as I'm concerned, most salt today is dead salt. Totally, not totally useless, but it's useless if it has that in it to me. I sure don't want it. So, But you can buy the, the real salt in the grocery store, too, in little bags or even a shaker or big bags. Um, but yeah, salt and, salt and calcium and magnesium, let's talk about that while we're on minerals. Magnesium is just a great, great ingredient. We have a version of our red cow that has extra magnesium in it. That, the, where I differentiate that use is if, if you have that easy keeper that has the cresty neck or if you have one horse in the pasture where uh, you're going to be putting the free choice mineral even, I would recommend the high mag version um, just because it helps with the metabolism. Actually, magnesium has over 300 different functions in the body, so it's a very, very, very important mineral. Um, Both, both, yeah, yeah. Um, It's a super, super um, mineral, and it's also if you have one that's a little bit hyper, you know, I would recommend the high mag. It can't hurt any horse. I mean, it's fine for any of them. So if you have those, any of those issues, you need a little bit of calming, or you need, um, or you have the fat, overweight, what I call fat, overweight, cressy neck, like most of our Rockies are or tend to be or can be if we're not real care We have Rocky Mountain horses. Um, very easy keepers, cold-blooded, you know, very prone to every imaginable metabolic issue you could ever have. So I've had lots of experience with metabolic issues, believe me, over the years, to say the least. Uh, I was telling some people earlier today, Every time my daughter would look at a boy growing up, I'd just buy her a horse, so we do have a lot. (laughs) For sure. Who's next? Yes, ma'am.
0: so there was a speaker here last year who kind of touched on a little bit of like vaccines and maybe over Uh-huh. I done some I kind of read some of the articles and they were interesting, so I was interested in what your opinion is if you get vaccinated when you're
1: young or me uh, the question is what's my take on vaccines? You ready? My horses are fourth generation, vaccine free. Period. Nothing. Never. Ever. Period. Yep. And are they? I'm
0: just curious because she mentioned boarding, and I have boarded my horses too. So are they on your property?
1: Would you recommend yeah. her? too? It's a tough, a tough situation. It's, a, it's, it's tough. Yeah. There's not a good option either. Um, whatever you can get by with. You know. I mean. If I go to the horse park, I lie. <laughs> you know, I can get away with it, I guess. Because <laughs> I'm a bit, I don't know. You didn't hear that. <laughs> but anyway.
0: So kind of was the question I was going to ask is so you still will take them around other horses?
1: Oh, yeah. We had, I had 250 horses at one time. They were, we had, they were in a breeding uh, training barn, horses coming and going for um, everything under the training, for show, for breeding, you name it, I mean, big facility. Uh, my horses were no sicker and actually healthier than every horse there, always, yeah, yeah. What about uh,
0: venture
1: uh, About what? Hey, think, think of it. Um, it's all
0: right.
1: floating their teeth. Oh yeah.
0: Getting the dentist
1: out. Yeah, such Che you gotta do that for sure. We actually have with our uh, with our horses we have there's a dentist in Kentucky that actually comes down to Tennessee and just spends the whole weekend with us to do our horses. But he's I don't have a problem I mean you gotta be careful let me just put it this way. I think most equine veterinarians are not as good as an equine dentist. I believe that. I mean, I love my profession. I think that, I mean, but first of all, at the most, they're going to float and maybe pull a tooth occasionally. If you have a guy that's looking at teeth all day long, I mean, I've had my guy, he's, he's done things that, that they've missed at the vet hospital, you know, because I don't practice. I'm not, if I have to bend over to fix anything, I ain't doing it these days. I'm calling a vet. If I can't fix it, I'm calling I mean, that's my motto for quite a few years now. And I'm sure not going to be floating teeth. You know, I have, you know, all the equipment already, but I'm going to call my dentist down to do the teeth. It's just that simple. Um, and my daughter's not either, so, I mean, it's a dangerous job too. And then we do, you know, give them um, uh, tranquilizers when we're doing it, if we need to. And, and I'll allow him that he does so much of it, he knows what he's doing, he knows the horses and has all the records. And Yeah, you gotta got to take care of the teeth, no question. Horses are amazing with it. I mean, they have such incredible mouth, holy moly. Um, if you ever run your arm down their throat pulling out an apple, you'll know how powerful those teeth are. I sure <laughs> done that many times—not many times, but several times, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yes.
0: Among to What? What is your system for wormers?
1: Ah, thank you for asking that. That's a very good question because I could not use the chemical dewormers mentally anymore, so I put together an actual herbal formula. I should have brought some, but um, it's called Worm Check. Most of our products have a check after the name. Um, but it is a combination of herbs that uh, is came out with it, I think it was probably 98, 1998 when we first came out with it. But at that time, and it's even still happening today, people are just rotational deworming. You know, Every three months they give them something, the next three months something different. Well, that's the worst thing in the world we could be doing all we're doing is creating a resistance to the to the chemicals that are being used, and I was trying to get people to change their mindset way back then, because it, it was evident it was going to happen. But even then, when I would talk about worm check events such as this, I remember once, um, probably the, maybe the second time I was going to do it, there was, there was another veterinarian that spoke right before I before I did, and. The topic was deworming, and so he stayed for the event. And I was saying, "Lord, have mercy, here it comes!" You know? But literally, I have. Well, I did a presentation in Pennsylvania maybe a couple years later, and I had a vet from from the Pennsylvania vet school heckle me for talking about checking them first before just rotational deworming, and the police had to take him out. It's crazy, but I mean, it makes whoa I talk with my hands I'm sorry but but I mean it only makes sense if you think about it if they don't have them why give them the chemicals and if there's an option of the chemicals why not give them something natural so I put together a formula and, and to get people's mindset changed a little bit I put a proof of purchase on the end of the tube okay so, so it says paste and um, with each six proof of purchases, we do a free parasite exam for them, and the directions were on the back where they put the proof of purchase on the back of the card and they mail them in. And you know, my wife's a veterinary microbiologist; she runs the lab. But we've done tens of thousands of parasite exams since the '90s. And um, but anyway, it's a it's a multi herb, um, and you can stop by the by the booth and show it to you. But it's so unique that. Um, not too many years ago, I can't remember, maybe five or s- maybe ten years ago now, there was a, the Veterinary Feed Directive came out, a new law, where you couldn't use antibiotics and, and uh, chemicals in food-producing animals. And anyway, there was a big company, and I won't mention the name, but they had a chemical dewormer for poultry. And it's in little packets in every store that was in most stores in the country. Anyway, they'd heard about our dewormer, our natural dewormer, and since they couldn't use their drug anymore, they asked if we could put that, our herbs and our dewormer in a pellet for them for chickens. And we did. And they buy 10,000 bags at a time now. And it's in every single store in, in every single state in the country. And it just flat out works. So it's pretty exciting. So we still have the paste, we have the pellets. We even have our, our, another version of the pellets for multi-species now instead of just the poultry. So there are alternatives. You just got to find them and be dumb enough and patient enough like me to, to find them and <laughs> keep working on them until you do. But the beauty of it is I have enough horses that I can test this stuff on. Right? I mean, that's that's how I justify them as my researcher. So, But we're down to about 40 now, so we're good. But, <laughs> but my daughter texted me a while ago. She said, Dad, I just found two Rocky Mountain horses in the kill pen and you and and they had the papers and she showed me the papers and I said go get them and she just had a baby she said dad I'm not home I, I can't I said well I'll be home tomorrow we'll go see what we can do but I hope she can figure out how to get them anyway so yeah, we're glutton for punishment. <laughs> is, it, is it still every three months, now with your work? No, we do fecal exams first. Yeah, you, send, you can actually send the fecal to our, you can send a little small thimble to our lab, and we get them from all over the country every day, and, and the lab will check them, and they'll let you know what the results are, and then you can worm use it if you need to. And, or you can use the pellet on a daily basis. It's a, that's, but it's, a, it's all herbs. There's no chemicals whatsoever. It's only healthy. It's like a multi herb for, for chickens, a multi herb for, um, for other species too. Um, we have it for all species now. So and all the directions are on the package. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So, how do you recommend um, know those of us who aren't veterinarians to kind
0: of work with a veterinarian? When, you know, our that kind the
1: world so the question is how do you holistically being being holistically minded how do you work with a veterinarian that's not it's almost impossible it's really tough because that, that some of them won't even vaccinate or anything I and mean, they won't they won't even see your horse unless you do all the vaccines and do all this stuff and you know just keep calling around That's all I can tell you. It's just really, really tough. There's not a, a, you can't convince them, I assure you. We're so hard headed, you can't convince us of anything. But especially because, I mean, I know, I'm saying it because I used to be there. I thought herbs was quackery. I mean, I did. I thought it was nuts. I I mean, I have heckled people. I'd go to a show or something and see ladder rack and a -A 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 weight loss product and walk by and I said, that stuff's junk. I mean, I was rude. And that's, and that's the way we are. I mean, it's not, every, not everybody was as bad as I was, but I mean, I thought just herbs were quacker. And most, it's just, it's so ingrained in us, you know, to use the drugs and chemicals and everything. But thinking back, you know, I, I graduated from vet school in 80, 1980, but if you go back like just two generations on some of the old books and stuff, they even talk about homeopathy in there. Which is, to me, a miracle form of medicine. I mean, that's, that brought this little kid. I don't want to go into it too much, but there's fifty different remedies in here that pretty much can treat just about anything under the sun, just with a few tiny, tiny little pellets. Um, but to convince a veterinarian, I just keep I search around for one thing. And I'm available. Not I don't charge any. I haven't anything forever. But uh, askdoctordan.com. You can go there and search if you have a question. And if it's not been answered already by me, then you can submit a question. The most ever, I've probably been asked every question under the sun. But don't hesitate to, to do that. And if you don't get your answers there, well, of course, there's all kinds of links to videos and presentations like this. And you can spend two or three days just on that site probably. Um, but. You can always call the office. And they, we'll, we'll do what we can. Well, obviously, I can't do the regular stuff. But as far as vaccines goes, um, don't <laughs> unless it's law. Unfortunately, rabies is law. But let me mention this: should you have to give those for whatever reason, there is a little remedy in here called Thuya, t h u j a, just a few little tiny pellets. One is really good to negate the effects of any vaccine, people or, or animal. And I say that cautiously. But this is, this is what the little bottles look like, little tiny pellets. Of course, they're labeled. Um, I highly suggest everybody at least have some understanding of homeopathy for first aid, if nothing else. Um, but um, this is available from Washington Homeopathics. And there's a little cheat sheet in here on when to use what, you know, the major symptoms that you would use it for, for each of the 50 different remedies in here. And it is um, something that we use almost. Uh, I mean, that's all we use. <laughs> of course, I have a lot more remedies than those. From Washington Homeopathics, yes. Washington mm-hmm. I think it's Washington Homeopathic Pharmacy. And it actually is the oldest pharmacy. In the country, uh, because we used to practice homeopathy. And I mentioned this morning that one time there were 1,400 hospitals in this country, and all there was was homeopaths. They weren't allopathic doctors like we have today. That's the name of the doctors. In fact, write this down. You're, there's a, uh, a website that I, it's actually a presentation that I did years and years and years ago, uh, and it's just one of those that clicked and it's still current today, and a lot of stuff's come true in there, but animalsdontlie.com. Animalsdontlie.com. And that you can listen to that presentation. It's, uh, it's not quite an hour long, but um, it just says it like it is, like I see it. I don't know if it's like it is, but it's as I see it anyway. But animalsdontlie.com. And I tell people, you either like me or hate me after you <laughs> Of time to get to the end of it, but um, it's uh, it's pretty good. But homeopathy is a miracle. Like for instance, thuya um, yeah, that I mentioned. Any any post vaccine um, reaction, it's fantastic just to negate all the negative stuff. From it. And all it takes is just a few little tiny pellets. That bottle that I showed you, there's probably a thousand doses in there. I mean, all it takes is just a couple little pellets right in there and hold the lip shut till they're dissolved. Um, stuff for pretty much anything under the sun. Uh, another one, like a, if I have a horse that gets a puncture wound, um, you know, I worry about tetanus. That's a concern, but there's two remedies. Hypericum is one and leadum is another that are just great at preventing tetanus. And it's a keynote symptom of it. So, definitely recommend that. And this is in this little kit. But they have all kinds of different um, remedies you can buy. A whole you can buy them online. Um, there's a company called Boreon that carries them. Um, by the way, this is going away fast. I actually was at a natural health—forget um, I forget the name of the organization—but it's a natural health organization, mostly for people. And there was a head of the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, that spoke. And right in front of the whole group, he said, well, our number one mission next time or the next few years is to get rid of all homeopaths. can't make money on it. That's right. They can't make money on it. It's not part of the medical mafia. Um, I mean, right and I confronted him afterwards, so I'm surprised I'm not in jail. But uh, anyway, I just tried to make sure he knew that at least I thought it worked. Whether he did or not, it didn't matter. Most of us thought if we thought it worked why not. Not going to hurt anybody. He didn't care. What's the
0: address of that Washington?
1: Washington Homeopathic Pharmacy, I think, is the way it's the way it is. And I I don't know if I think they're in Pennsylvania, but homeopathy, the whole science of healing, it's one that's been was um, actually all the remedies were proven in people, not animals like drugs are today. That's another big benefit for us animal lovers, you know, think about um, all the wasted animals, my gosh. And of course animals react differently than people to everything, but and I don't need to go into a lot of history about it, but it is do you order a book from them when you order your remedies, some, some of the basics, you know, ask them what they recommend for a beginner to find out as much as they can uh, about homeopathy. There is a little, a little manual that says, <laughs> It's called, you find it, yeah, that's it. That's their bottle, yep. Yeah,
0: it's, it's Now it's homeopathic work stock.
1: No, that's, that's probably not their website. They're probably buying theirs and selling it. Because it is maybe. I don't, can't say that for sure. But if that, that is their bottle for one of their remedies. Um, uh, but there is a little pamphlet, not a pamphlet, but it's just a little small book. If you could ever find it, the title of it is, What the Hell is Homeopathy? How much more simpler? Simple can you get than that? But um, I would see if they have that. If they don't, there's one that's called Homeopathy for the Home, and it kind of has a, a cheat a cheat sheet, a more um, encompassing uh, pages. We call it materia medica in that book, Homeopathy for the Home, uh, and it was written by an MD too, someone like me that kind of had their thought process has changed. So, I've been around a long time, though. Okay, any other questions? And, y'all, that's your Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, uh,
0: Do you have anything, or is just anything for rightness? My thoroughbred that I have, the way I acquired him was adopting thing. He had broken his knee okay. while racing, and of course, he only had to be out for like 8 weeks, but uh-huh. in the racing world, that's
1: sure, too yeah. much time. Yeah.
0: So I ended up adopting him. I'll,
1: doing the I'll repeat it for you.
0: And he's doing great, uh-huh. but then a year after adopting him, he managed to tear open all the way down to the bone on his shoulder when he went in. The gate latch was sticking out that much, oh my God. and tore open. I watched it happen, there was nothing I could have done. Mm. Um, a week after my vet had come to see him, the one that I was telling you I absolutely adored, she, he blew all 38 stitches and he went uh, up, ripped all of them in half. Yeah. so I had to treat it as an open wound the entire summer.
1: Okay, so we'll and talk so about arthritis. treating an open wound yeah. and arthritis. Okay.
0: Arthritis is with the, the leg. I mean, the it healed up beautifully. Even the vet was like, you're cool. like my prodigy child," because it literally looks like an L. Okay. Line. The healing and he's Good. great with it but i notice he does have some arthritis now on his okay. leg he's 26 he still acts like a three-year-old
1: okay so. <laughs> so in any time you have any joint issues whatsoever um, you have inflammation obviously and with inflammation you have products that are produced in the body battle it but you also have products that are produced that the body's got to get rid of so I always recommend a really good immune support product um, for that purpose that also detoxes and of course we have one of those too it's called Health Check but specifically for the the more serious joint issues um, we have a product called Joint Check and basically, we took the health check, which is to help get rid of the junk and to help support the immune system, and we added the joint ingredients to it. It has the typical glucosamines and things like that, but it has some other fantastic ingredients for the joint. So you, it's like a multi, multi-level formula, but that's called joint check. One of those ingredients is larcharabinogalactan, too. There's also turmeric and some other ingredients in that joint joint check. Topically, um, any, any wound, we have two different products. One is called uh, Marigold Pocket Healer or Marigold Healer. It's made from marigold flowers and beeswax. Um, the other is a multi-herb. It's called Grape Balm. I think I mentioned how much I love grape. Um, but uh, the way we differentiate them, the marigold and, and um, beeswax, it's a nice pretty yellow color. Obviously, anything anything that's fresh and clean or a bee sting or a rash, it's perfect for. The other one is grape balm, which is ugly. (laughs) It's black. It's more of a paste type stuff. Anything that's icky and ugly, maybe a wound that's been around for a few days and maybe see a little pus or some granulation tissue, the grape balm. That's how we differentiate them: fresh and clean, bee sting, rash, icky and ugly, grape balm, and uh, they heal great. That would have been great for that. R- was like twenty years ago, when he tore my shoulder, I, I, bet I st- probably had it then. I probably, yeah. probably working on coming up with it. See, twenty years ago that happened. Yes, ma'am. Did you have? Oh, I thought you had a question. All right. What else? Yes. Okay. I'll get you in a second. My having thirty-four-year-old mare and her suspension is gone in the back end. Oh, uh, okay. And her suspensory ligaments, or, or just weak, what? How? How is it?
0: It's, it looks really bad in kind of her the fetlock, is
1: like that. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. And
0: I don't know if it's coming like her foot like yeah. wax on the ground, right. and now there's like a gigantic, yeah, a gigantic, yeah, fallacy. it bleeds when it's muddy and it gets it's dry.
1: Yeah, um, that's you know,
0: and I don't know what to do. You
1: all hear all that? Yeah, that's a real tough one. There is absolutely nothing that's going to pull that back up. That oh, uh, yeah. 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 But and I know, yeah. And just, just to, to try to, as I would recommend the joint check and probably the great balm, and maybe even keep it wrapped a little bit, just to, uh-huh. so that it's not scraped when she's walking and stuff like that.
0: You know, I've tried uh, wrapping it. Sure. And, and uh, keeping, I spray it so it doesn't get infected.
1: And but then when I wrapped it, like the whole front went bald. Yeah, you got to be real careful there. It's tough. Just something that maybe you can get something just to stick on, but just a light wrap just so it uh-huh. barely stays on. And um, Yeah, that's tough. And even even wrapping in general is tough for the average person. You know, if you, if you do it a thousand times, you still might occasionally have an issue like that. So don't blame yourself for that. It just happens sometimes. But anytime. Uh, my, my son texted me the other day. He said, "Dad, he said my dog was licking her paw so much, I wrapped her paw. He said now she doesn't want to walk on it." I said, "Come on, Carson, give me a break." you know, think he to give, us, give me or his daughter or my his sister a call or something? But he lives an hour away, so he was trying to be good. It's a little too tight, obviously. I mean, that's you got to just be careful. It's fine now.
0: Question going with hers with yeah. wrapping and stuff. Um, I'm a nurse and everything, so I know dealing with sure. the nonstick stuff.
1: She's a nurse and she's been talking about wrapping in regards uh, to we'll
0: yeah. get a medical supply store. I mean we have them up by my house, but we can run in like you and I could run in and get medical supplies. Ask them about a nonstick um not a gauze, but I can't even think, right at the moment because I think it messed up, but a nonstick stick uh, Steri-Strip or something like that to put on it, put that underneath and then try wrapping it. So when you do take it off, the wraps aren't going to be rubbing on it, and you can actually just take it off, and it won't stick to it. It'll just come off. It won't have a problem with getting wet or anything like that, because we've got patients that have really bad... Wounds. And I think mm-hmm. my vet wasn't too concerned with my thoroughbred when he tore open his shoulder all the way down to the bone, took the nerves, everything, and she was, when they ripped it open, she like, all right, we're going to find out how good you really are. There
1: you go. 38
0: stitches in one week. Wow.
1: So, that's um, a bunch.
0: That's a perfect L on his shoulder, on where it is. It's
1: like a brand. Yeah. It's yours.
0: Perfectly.
1: <laughs> not going anywhere. But try yeah.
0: that. That might actually work because even like you were saying with the the honey that I did on my young horse last year, um, it was doing that to kind of stick on her because I couldn't wrap it because it was her whole side. It was, yeah. Are you sticking in some stuff that not like stick on honey?
1: That's huh? a good, yeah, that's a good one.
0: On like castor is that on all there? Or
1: wear? the, the great <laughs> bone. But yeah, the you're But yeah, your veterinarian you could probably get those supplies from him too because he's got all that stuff. As far as a non and all that, yeah. and he, he might be willing to even give you a little lesson on how to wrap it. Might be worth having him come out just to show you how to wrap it and bring you the the, the materials to do so as well. Uh-huh. That's something to think about. That's that's about all you can do. Truly, there's nothing that's going to really pull it back up to where it's not rubbing. No. Yep. You know, who's next? You you have one yet? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh horse likes to back up against stalls and scratch butt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah, the horse um, makes sure mess up their tail pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. You know, rubbing their their butt in the stalls and so on. Um, Usually, here's something to think about. When a horse is trying to get rid of something, a detox, okay, starts the furthest away from the head. So even the feet, it's called Herring's Law. It's a homeopathic law, by the way. So the further away from the head is where they usually detox first. So if you have hoof problems, then they're not as bad as a head problem. That makes sense as far as life-threatening and so on. But as far as detoxing, uh, hooves, anytime you have a hoof problem, the worst thing you can do is put all this, what do they even call it, all those different acids and stuff on there? Um, what's What's it called? Well, copper toxo is better, but there's formaldehyde. I mean, why would you put formaldehyde? Formaldehyde. That's in a lot of these hoof supplements. Formaldehyde, why would you want to embalm a hoof? Now, yeah, it's going to kill the bacteria, but you're killing the hoof at the same time, in my opinion. I mean, you are, period. But so if I have a hoof problem, I'm thinking, well, what's that horse trying to get rid of? If I have a tail itching like that, I'm thinking, what that? What's that horse trying to get rid of? You know, what's he trying to detox? In other words, um, so the worst thing, in my in my opinion, is to start putting a lot of stuff on it because in most cases, it's just driving it back in. You know, it's keeping the body from getting rid of it. In other words, maybe not driving it back in. Some of them would be. From outside, we be killing it, but you want to help them get rid of it more so than than just just stop it. And even with the bacteria, like with thrush and all that, it's still a matter of 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 helping them get rid of it, strengthening the immune system, but don't put all that junk on it to to deter the healing. My opinion. you um, actually the grape balm is a it's a multi herb. I mean, you can eat it yourself. It, it's it's healthy for you. It's nutrition and it literally that happens to be good topical nutrition too, uh, not you know, all the chemicals and junk and all this. So um, I would look at, at detoxing that horse. Uh, it's, it could just be an allergy starting, it could be, um, but I, I suspect there's trying to get rid of something. Now there is one thing that we very seldom see and that is um, tapeworm segments. But that could be an itchy thing, and there's also another parasite called pinworms that can cause that itching. But so definitely do a couple fecals over the next couple months just to make sure there's nothing else showing up. And you you will hear in the marketplace that tapeworm don't show up in a fecal. They do show up in a fecal, not always, but they do definitely show. I mean, my wife finds them all the time, um, and. One of the reasons, one of the early successes with the worm check that I talked about was there was a rescue down in Florida that had a real tapeworm problem. And it, it was working. I mean, she'd call me and tell me how much it, and you wouldn't believe the tapeworms that are coming out of my horse with this stuff, and on and on, and then the little segments later and everything else. So it, it's pretty exciting to not, Can, can you tell them a yeah. you get excited about worms being passed up on. <laughs> It's working, yeah.
0: Do you think fecals even run through <laughs> a well, standard vet are pretty accurate then?
1: I can tell you I would put my wife up as the best equine, not a parasitologist, but I promise you she has done more fecal exams than anyone in the country on horses. She, is, she can find anything, and she is so thorough and so particular uh, I think it's like twenty nine ninety five, or with six tubes, it's a free one, but um, yeah, it, uh, but your vets. You know, I think we're going to have it soon where we don't even have to do fecal exams. We can just take a specimen and, and, and um, have it analyzed and the a worm eggs will show up on the computer screen. I got a buddy that's working on that machine right now. I don't know, I don't know what you call it, the chemistry so what it is, something like that. But literally, no more fecal exams, you know, where you put the flotation solution in and all that. It won't be long before we'll have one of those. And, of course, it'll probably cost a little more. But, and it may not show the tapeworms either. I don't know. So we'll be testing it when it does come out. He says, he says we're going to be one of them, because we do so many. He says we're going to be getting one like some of the other universities to test it. So we're pretty excited about that, fingers crossed. We do lots of fecals. So what did you use to get rid of the tapeworms at the
0: rescue?
1: Uh, worm, worm check, our paste that we put together. I think you all missed that early. It's called Worm Check. Um, worm worm yes. Check, yep. It's um, Back on that back table, there's some packets, and then you can come by the booth and we'll show it to you. Just about out of it, though. I think I only had a few left when I left. Okay, yes, ma'am. Okay, I've got a spike
0: white line
1: disease.
0: Mm-hmm. She's had a
1: Speak up just a little. Right. Two different areas,
0: and all we're supposed to be doing is keeping it clean, keeping it dry, painting on this aerosol which has gentian violet and I don't know if
1: it's copper sulfate. There's something there, purple. That's a tough one. Uh, White line is one of the most tough, tough situations. Period, because it's just so. So deep and separates the, you know, the hoof wall from everything, and you get these big deep crevices, and you can't keep them clean, and yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, and then just putting all the stuff on it too, uh, definitely need something. Um, I would recommend our health check or, or even our joint check um, and our hoof check, so that it grows out faster. We have a product called Hoof Check that's all about hoof growth. I'd definitely recommend that. And I can't tell you to not do what he said to do because that's, he saw it and he knows it a lot better than I do. And no matter what you do, it's a long process getting it healed, no question. And I mean, by one of my early days in practice, we had a standard red or not a standard bread, what the heck was it? Anyway, one of our, one of our own horses, the kid's first pony basically, had um, white line at some point. It was tough. We finally got it better, but it was tough. But yeah, just hang in there with it. And, but hoof check to help it grow. Maybe the health check to help detox as well. Um, yeah, that's probably where I'd go with that. And then come and check out our feeding program. I don't like these commercial um, commercial. I know some of y'all heard me say this a hundred times, but I'm not big on commercial feed at all because unless they're getting exactly what the bag says every day they're not getting what they need for instance bag might say five pounds for a thousand pound horse well if your horse is getting five pounds for a thousand pound horse then he's getting the vitamins minerals and enzymes that was added to whatever other stuff is in there okay but you got an easy keeper that's getting one pound for instance, he's getting one-fifth of the vitamins, minerals, and uh hard keeper getting ten, he's getting twice as much. So um, I, I love oats. That's another thing I put just oats. Oats are tremendous. Um, they're, they don't have all the junk. You can give that easy keeper a handful. You can give that hard keeper more. Um, what it, you, every horse in the barn may get a different amount, but you, they all have different metabolisms. You know? But we do have a, a product called Just Add Oats. It's a little tiny scoop in it. That on top of whatever oats they need is what man knows they need. And then we have a really good uh, non-hydrogenated, by the way, in the commercial foods, I promise you the fat, the oil in there is hydrogenated, processed, plasticized fat. So, um, But this, uh, we have an oil that you add as well. Um, it takes good fat to even burn fat, these overweight horses. you got to have good fat to burn fat. Every cell surrounded by fat. The brain's fat. The spinal cord's fat. Uh, cellular membrane, everything's fat. So the last thing you want to do is plasticize the cells or plasticize the brain or anything else. And this oil is crude, unrefined, unprocessed, non-GMO. Uh, have it, it's being grown for us up in, um, up in Maine. Uh, and actually cold-pressing it even. So, you know, look at the diet, come by and get one of our flyers on if you haven't already. She's got one right there on what to feed your horse. There you go. And, again, there's a few back there. I don't think I have enough for everybody, so you might have to come by the booth. But, um, yeah, get them off this commercial stuff. I mean, it's just so full of junk, it's no wonder we don't have way more hook problems than we do now because there's so much stuff in there. I mean, it's crazy what's in these commercial fees. Byproducts this, byproducts that. And I think I've got to stop pretty soon. Maybe let's take one more while she talks.
0: There's nobody here yet. Okay,
1: all right, good. all right. So um, we'll keep going then. So who else has a question? Anybody? Yep, yeah, go for it. When
0: you, when you own Thank your hospitals, we did you the one
1: that did large operations like college surgeries? We didn't, no, I did not do surgery. I mean, I did surgery, but I didn't have the facility to. Well, I take that back. Yes, to some degree. Um, but not in the end. Just couldn't do it all. So, or, I mean, I've done plenty of equine surgery, but believe it or not, equine is way. It's... When you talk about a sterile technique, you got to have it. I mean, it's the horse is way less, way more likely to have uh, complications from especially any abdominal surgery than you can imagine. Although, I did have a horse one time that was actually gored by a bull, and the, and the, and the intestines were. It was at my, at a trainer in Kentucky, and uh, of course the story was he fell on a stick. But I'm pretty But the son told me otherwise. If gored by a bull. And the intestines were hanging out and dragging on the ground. The local vet came out, washed them off, stuffed them back up, sent it to, uh, I don't think it was Ruby, Mo, John Parks in Lexington, because that's where they were. They were in Lexington. By golly, that horse lived, which is just blew me away. And most, oftentimes when you have surgeries like that, you have all kinds of fibrin and everything else that, that um, develop in the gut that, that tie everything up. Twist the gut and everything else. So I put together a formula that decreased the fibrin production in the body. And I think, I'd like to think that helped too, because for all that trauma and still survive, just blew me away. So there are some things you can use for. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. I might have to make another formula here. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for having me. Uh, please don't hesitate, askdrdan.com. I um, links to everything there. The actual website where you can buy a product is um, nationalhorsefet.com or the Either one of those will take you there too. So thank you. All. And there are some literature some literature back there. Um, well, I thought I had I got a few cards here. I'll leave these. I give away a week at my cabin every year. I know there's some cards back there. It's at Big South Fork. Um, we do a drawing. So be sure and register for this cabin giveaway. 10 stall barn, ten, 300 miles of trails out the front door. Take all your friends that sleeps 10, and good luck winning it, because it is a piece of heaven. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you.